All right, well, I should preach, I suppose. Now, <laughs> this morning, my, I could not get my iPad to, to work. Uh, so I, I'm using a new uh, type of technology uh, this morning. Uh, it, it's, it's called paper. It uh, took me 20 minutes to figure out how to turn it on, you know, because I couldn't find the batteries in it. But uh, <laughs> so we'll go the old-fashioned route this morning. Paper, when all else fails. I am uh, doing a series this year, beginning, and it'll probably take all year, who knows, uh, on the message of Jesus. We're going to be looking at what Jesus taught. And uh, on uh, New Year's Day, I announced this, and we read the Great Commission, where Jesus said, the very last words in the Gospel of Matthew, go into all the world. Preach the gospel to everybody, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. Now, that's the part of it we have not done very well. And when I say we, I mean evangelical Christianity as a whole. That's the category we fall into, if you can even categorize us. We're kind of nuts, but uh, uh, where... We just talk about just believing in Jesus, but we don't really tell people to do what he said to do. Uh, If you're going to really do this, if we're going to really fulfill the Great Commission, if we're going to really do what Jesus taught us to do, we have to read what he said to do, and then we have to do it. And we have to tell others also, as they become Christians, this is what you need to do. So that's going to be our quest. Uh, We're going to be going through the uh, Gospel of Matthew. And uh, reading that and teaching on that, like I said, it might take all year. I don't know however long it takes. It will take. But we're going to focus on the teaching of Jesus. That's what we're going to be focusing on. Now, there'll be exceptions. You know, on Mother's Day, we'll talk about mother stuff and this and that and all throughout the year. Special days. But by and large, when you come this year, we will be in the Gospel of Matthew teaching the words of Jesus. Now, I know this might seem odd, but I'm a little odd. We are going to... Uh, Today's message set up this teaching about Matthew by reading John. Okay, so uh, first John, the second. Now, the the reason I wanted to do this with John is because John is known as kind of the warm and fuzzy apostle. He was the guy who's just love, 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 love. Everything's love. God is love, and you love, and we love, and he's you know. And when you read the, the, the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, they're all kind of the same. But when you get to John, it's very different. He's the one, again, warm and fuzzy. You see very intimate uh, encounters with people. The woman at the well, you know, Nicodemus, all these different things. You'll read stuff in John that you won't read in any of the other Gospels because he has this great connection. And uh, he refers to himself as the one whom Jesus loved. And uh, write about himself, he used to just lean up against Jesus and lay, you know. And he was just a fuzzball. Okay? So I want you to read what the fuzzball had to say about obeying Jesus' commands. Because we think love implies we don't have to do anything. But that's, it's not a true message of Christianity. We have to do what he said. And let's read John. Now, this is John, this is his epistle that he wrote uh, much later after uh, writing his uh, Gospel of John. So he says this in 1 John, the second chapter, verse 3. He says, we know that we have come to know him if we keep 
his commands. Everybody say commands. Okay, this is a warm and fuzzy. We know we've come to know him. Why? Because I believe. No, you got to believe. It starts with believe, but you know that we do this if we obey what he said, which is what he said in the Great Commission. Go tell everybody to obey what I've commanded you. Now, there's some basic things you have to understand about obeying. Number one, you don't have to understand it to do it. Are you hearing me? You don't have to under, now we're going to try and explain it to you the best we can, but at some point, even if we get it right or if we don't, and there's not everything in the Bible, I don't understand everything in the Bible. All kinds of stuff I don't understand. My problem isn't what I don't understand, it's doing what I do understand, you know. And besides, even if I don't understand why the Bible says we should do something, you still got to do it. Now we live in a very narcissistic culture today where nobody wants to obey anybody. No one wants to be told what to do. You can't tell me what to do. Kid, I'm an American. You can't tell me what to do. Well, that might work as an American, but it doesn't work as a Christian. Because when you come to Christ, he gets to tell you what to do. And you don't have to understand everything about it. Now, it's for example, nobody knows this better than a teenager. Lots of teenagers out here this morning. God bless you all. We love you. All right. But when a teenager is told to do something, one of the first things they try to do is find out why. Well, why do I got to do that? Why do we got to do this? You know. And then some of you parents who've lost your minds actually try to reason with them. <laughs> well, you have to do it because of, you go to an hour and a half explanation. Why you have to do it? Because of, stop it! You don't have to explain to them why. Just do it. All right? Unless you're going to start paying rent. Just do it. The thing about obedience, young people, as well as adults, is when it comes to obedience, you just have to do it. You don't have to understand everything about it. And I really think, even as adults, because we were all once teenagers just like these guys, and we had the same stupid thinking, and we carried into adults with this nonsense. And we read the Bible, and we ignore, well, I don't know why. Why would I have to do that? Why does God say we got to do that? You know, just even the baptism thing. And now we're going to have this great baptismal service this Wednesday down. Some of you, since you've become a Christian, have never been baptized. So why haven't you been baptized? Oh, I don't think I need to be. <laughs> Whoop-de-doo. Yes, you need to be. Why? Because he said. But why? I don't know. I don't know. What's the point of sticking somebody in water? I don't even get it all. I mean, I can teach it just like all the other preachers, but at some level, I got to be honest with you. I don't get it. I don't, I don't understand. What is, I was telling life this the other day. Why, why do you think they started doing this in the Bible? And he's explaining. I said, no, no, I know all that stuff. But why, do you, why did all of a sudden they start? He says, I don't know. We don't know. But part of obedience is you just do it. If you've come to faith in Christ and you haven't been baptized, get your butt into the church, sign up, and get baptized. Why? Because he said do it. Here's the other thing. You don't, when it comes to obedience, you don't have to understand the command. And secondly, and this will fry some of y'all's little brains, you don't have to agree with it. 
Obedience is not predicated on you agreeing with what you're told to do. You just have to do it. Clean your room. Well, I don't want to do that. I don't care. I have to reason with them. Why do I got to do it? Because we hate you. Why do you care? Just do it. (laughs) Just do it. I mean, seriously, some of them could live like hamsters. You know, wad up some paper, sleep there, poop there. They're good, you know. Well, you're not a hamster, okay? Clean your room. Well, I don't want to. I don't care. Shovel the snow. I don't want to. It's as if I don't want to is reasoning. Do this. Oh, I don't want to. I assumed you didn't. That's why I'm telling you to do it. This idea that you have to want. And I'm telling you, I, as I travel around the world speaking, and even in our wonderful church here, the number of times I've talked to somebody out in the foyer or in my office, and they are blatantly doing something the Bible says, do not do. And I'll say to them, you know what you're doing is wrong. And they'll say, well, I know, but I don't think it's wrong. Well, praise you. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Seriously? I don't think it's wrong. My friends don't think it's wrong. I got a shocker for you. God don't care what you think. God didn't care what your friends think. The Bible tells us Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's not adjusting this stuff as we go along. God isn't up in heaven changing his plan and saying, you know, guys, we should change that because, you know, the Kardashian sisters, they're doing it. It must be okay, you know. (laughs) Got to go with that. You know, they're the trendsetters, you know, so let's readjust this deal. He doesn't care what the Kardashian sisters or anybody else's do it. When we find out what God says to do, we need to do it. Quit reasoning in your brains. We know that we've come to know him. How? If we keep his commands. And then Mr. Warm and Fuzzy says this. Whoever says I know him, I know him. I'm a Christian. (laughs) Whoever says I know him but does not do what he commands is a big, fat, stinking liar. Whoa. You know, that sounds kind of tough, isn't it? This is warm and fuzzy guy. Anybody who says he's a Christian doesn't do what he's a liar. He's a liar. You got to do what he says. Person who doesn't do it is a liar, and the truth is not in that person. But if anyone obeys his word, love for God is made truly complete in him. This is how we know we are in him. How? If we do it. This is how you know. If we do his commands. A little bit later, in chapter 3, verse 22, he says, And we receive from him anything we ask. Now, that's cool. How many would like to be in that category? We get, you receive from anything. Wow, how is it? I don't seem to receive. Why? How does he, how can he say this? He says, because we are blessed. It's because God loves us so much. It's because we're so cute. No, it's because we keep his commands and we do what pleases him. You mean there's a condition to this? Well, yeah. Yeah. 
You know, and I know this will freak out some here because we're so. Listen, the way we talk about Christianity, and the way we've talked about it for the last 30 years in this country, we have been dumbing down faith. We've dumbed it down so much that we literally believe it doesn't matter what you do. That's not true. It does matter what you do. We need to do the right thing. I was listening to some preacher on TV a week or so ago. Y'all know who he is. I won't say his name. Be nice. He said, God loves you just the way you are. He loves you. Just, I want you to know right now, he just loves you just, just the way you are. God loves you. And over and over again, I'm thinking, you're wrong. Good. God loves you, period. But God loves you despite the way you are. He loves you too much to leave you the way you are. You got to change. God loves you just the way you are. It's not the Bible. It's a Billy Joel song. (laughs) I love you just the way you are. Here's another phrase in Christianity that we've adopted. I'm telling you, the way we talk about faith proves we've dumbed it down. Not only love you just the way you are, we like to use phrases like unconditional love. Christianity is all about unconditional love. Preachers preach sermons about unconditional love. Write books about unconditional love. Unconditional, unconditional love. But it's not true. The Bible is nothing if it is not a list of the conditions. You have to do the right thing. You have to believe. He who believes will be saved. Who doesn't will be condemned. Does that sound unconditional to you? That's very conditional. You've got to do... Now, it's not hard to do, but you still got to do the things. This idea that you can just do whatever you want and it doesn't really matter is a bastardized form... That word's in the Bible. A bastardized form of Christianity. It isn't a real deal. Next. Chapter 5, verse 2. This is how we know that we love the children of God. By loving God and carrying out His commands. We have to do this stuff. Then, I want to read, as we get ready to go into Matthew, I want you to read some of the Gospel of John. Again, because he's Mr. Warm and Fuzzy. Look how John recorded the words of Jesus. Now, we're going to read the words of Jesus as written by Mr. Warm and Fuzzy. Just to point out to you, this idea that we don't have to do, we can do anything we want is not true faith. So Jesus says, as recorded by John 14, 21, whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. Well, I love Jesus. Yet, do you do what he says? No. But I love him. No, you don't. You can't. How can you say that? I'm not saying he says it. Jesus says it. Whoever has my commands and keeps them, that's the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. Look at this one. John 14, 23. Let me, let me read to you how, uh, how this would be read today. This is how we preach the gospel today. Anyone who loves me, my Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Let's read that again. Anyone who loves me, my Father will love them, 
and we will come and make our home. Do you notice something's missing? See, anyone who loves me, you see that part? That very inconvenient part? That next part, the he will obey my teaching. See, we cut that out. We cut that. We don't hear that. Well, you hear people talk, if you just love Jesus, Jesus will love you and come and everything will be great. Well, it starts with that, but that's not the whole picture. We've got new versions of the Bible. There's the scissor version. (laughs) And we cut out those parts we don't like. And and it's great because it makes the Bible lighter. You know, energy saving version of the Bible. You know, less trees are, you know, if we just cut out the parts we don't like. No, he says, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. And my father will love him. And we'll make our home with them. Jesus said, 15.10, If you keep my commands, if, 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 conditional, if you keep my commands, you will remain in my love. Just as I have kept my Father's commands and remains in Him, in His love. He said, I'm just telling you to do what I do. Jesus said, I obey the Father's commands. This is how I love the Father. And if you love me, you will do what I command. Here's John 15, 14. You are my friends, period. That's the way we teach today. You're my friends. Jesus is your friend. (laughs) Isn't this great? He's just your friend. He's everybody's friend, period. In fact, if you go home and check on your Facebook, you'll, you'll see he friended you. That's it. That's all you got to do. He's your friend. He said, well, yeah. You are my friends if, everybody say if. If, if you do what I command. <gasps> Conditions. Yeah, that's kind of the Bible, you see. We have talked and taught in ways that are seemingly couched in compassion. But it has been dumbing down faith. We're not helping people by telling them all they need to do is just believe. James had it right when he said, the devil believes. How's that working out for him? You know, you can't just believe. We know we do this when we obey his commands. Now here's the catcher. Most people have no idea what Jesus' commands are. Have no idea. In fact, many of us would be pressed to start listing off some of his commands. Because we don't think of them as commands, but they are commands. They are things he literally said to do. And things he said not to do. There's about 50 of them. Now the good news is this. They're not complex commands. See, the word gospel means good news. This was good news. Because when these guys heard the message of Jesus, his teachings were so simple. And it was good news. Compared to the Old Testament, good grief. Have you read the Old Testament? They had rules about everything. What you could eat, what you couldn't eat, when you could work, when you couldn't work, this, that, and the other, when you could cook a goat, how to cook a goat, when you couldn't cook a goat a certain way. I don't even like goats. But they got all of this stuff in there and there's rules about every conceivable thing on earth in that fat part of your Bible. Very burdensome, the New Testament said, was the Old Testament law. The good news about Jesus, man, we don't, this, isn't, this isn't complicated. 
This is pretty simple. But make no mistake, it's not easy. As we teach the teachings of Jesus, you will find some of it will sting a bit. Because we live in a very permissive country. We have a very permissive culture. Everybody basically thinks you can do anything you want as long as you're happy. And it's not bothering anybody else. You just... But that's, that might be our secular culture, but it's not the Christian culture. Jesus was very clear about what to do, what not to do. Some of it stings a little. Man, just me getting ready for this and studying Matthew. There's stuff I'm reading. I go, ow, ow, ow. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, I got to do this. I go, oh, I shouldn't talk this way to people. Da, da, da. You know, and I'll try and be honest with you as we go along. I'll, I'll confess my sins. Well, not in detail, but in bits and pieces, you know. <laughs> I'll say, you know, I, the Jesus has to do this. I got to tell you, I struggle with this one. Just me. We all have our things, you know. The beautiful thing, look, you don't have to be perfect. The beautiful thing is John, Mr. Warm and Fuzzy, said, look, if you sin, if you confess your sins, God is faithful and just, he'll forgive you of your sins. So it's not, but you can't just not do them. Okay? And you have to understand, these words, they are words of life. If you follow these words, you, you young people, listen to me. If you follow, you want to succeed in life, you want to be blessed, you follow these words. These are words of life. You will be healthier mentally, physically, you will live longer, you'll have a better marriage, you'll have a better career. Everything in your life, I promise you, will be better if you follow the plan. Follow the, it's not complicated, it's pretty simple. It's pretty simple. Just do what he said to do. Don't do what he said he didn't don't to do. And live by faith. And I'm telling you, your life will be so much better. This is life. Life, life, life. James had it right when he said, look, don't just be a listener of the word and don't do it. You've got to do. Remember that we're talking about doing. We've got to do. Even Mr. Warren Fuzzy said, guys, you've got to do it or we're not really living this stuff. He said, if you just listen, but you don't do it, you're like a person who looks in a mirror and then walks away and forgets what he looks like. He says, don't be that way. You know, mirrors. The Bible is a mirror. We're going to be studying the scripture and seeing what the mirror, what do we look like? When you look in the mirror, you know, it's not always a pleasant experience. Some of you, this is how you even wake up in the morning is just looking in the mirror. You know, because like, whoa, you know, that's what it takes to shock you. I mean, it's rather upsetting to see what the mirror sees. You might think you look really cool, and you smile, and you got stuff in your teeth. You know, like, ew! You know, or your hair is sticking out weird, or you got egg on your cheek, or something. Mirror, trust me, mirrors are your friend. If it weren't for mirrors, y'all would not look nearly as good as you do right now. Okay? The mirror is not there to make you feel bad. Although some of us, you know, it's a little depressing, I got to admit. But, you know, it's not there to make us feel bad. It's there to show us how we can do better. How we can look better. How we can present ourselves better to the world. Thank God for mirrors. Or we just, you know. And the mirrors are very honest. Very honest, you know. it's You know, I do these... uh, as a speaker traveling all over the world, we, we have these uh, promotional photographers that come in and take pictures, you know. And uh, they they cheat. You look on my website, I, I'm a good-looking man. 
you got these professional, I look cool, man. I look at myself, oh, good look at me. And then I look in the mirror, I like, whoa, you know, what was that? I mean, these guys, they know how to take just the right picture with just the right angle and just everything. And I'm like, ooh, you know. Of course, then they patch stuff up too, you know. So, so you look rather fabulous, you know. The mirror is not quite as nice as the professional photographer, but it's honest. This is who we are. This is how we can be better. At the end of the day, we're doing this because we need to follow his commands. Because when we follow his commands, this is how we demonstrate we truly love him. This is how we truly love each other. Look, we struggle. We all make mistakes. This isn't about making people feel bad. This is about helping us change. It's about helping us to grow. We're doing this because we want to learn his commands. A lot of people know the Ten Commandments. No other gods. Don't take the name of the Lord in vain. Honor your father and mother. Don't kill people. Don't steal. Don't lie. But how many of us can quote off the almost 50 commandments Jesus gave us? Not a lot of us. We forget A lot of people, quite frankly, I I dare say the majority of Christians in America today have never read a single gospel from beginning to end. The majority. Again, I'm not trying to make you feel bad. I'm just trying to read it. It's not hard. It's not like, you know, Lord of the Rings trilogy or something, you know, War and Peace. It's pretty small, easy. But we can't do it if we don't know it. And not knowing it doesn't help you. It's not, oh, you know, I won't read it, therefore I don't know it, and then I won't get in trouble. You know, no, you're still going to get in trouble because we got to know it. The whole command of Jesus, go into all the world and teach them to do what I told you to do. To live out this vibrant, wonderful, life-giving experience through Christ. But we got to know. And that's what we're going to do. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word and that we can know. Thank you that we live in a country where we have the freedom to teach and know you. Help us, Lord, to be people of the word. Help us to be the kind of people that know what you said, do what you said, and live a blessed life that we can change the world around us as we teach them, others, what you've taught us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.